Welcome to Profiles in Business. My name is Kyle Marshall. Nyoloy Hamshaw has spent a great deal of the last few years helping other people find jobs, or I guess phrasing a better way, helping jobs find the right person. I recently was able to go to his house and interview him there, and I first asked him about his business. Like, what is Real Recruitment? Real Recruitment is a placement agency where we focus on finding the right people for our clients, the companies. Specifically speaking, we're focused in on five different industries, helping out with the technical recruiting for our engineers, mm -hmm. IT, accounting, legal, and construction, and then the support staff that goes along with it. Not that I want to get too much into like doom and gloom, but I mean, as of right now, like we're, we're talking in end of 2021, what are the hardships in finding quality people to work for these companies? It is becoming very difficult to find the right candidates. There is come a shortage of mm. quality candidates for most roles. What I would you know deem as an A and a B plus candidates, they're mm. typically working. So if you're looking for those type of individuals, it's going to be much more of a, a headhunting kind right. of recruit opposed to what I call it as a reactive recruit, which is you post an ad, you receive you receive resumes, and then you go through the resumes and you, you know, audit them and then you phone them up and do an interview for people who are actively looking for work. Maybe this isn't quite what you do, but you, you kind of mentioned that like A, B plus people coming <laughs> through your door. How much do you, I guess, advise the people who are reaching out to you for help? Yes, this is, let's say, a B plus person, mm -hmm. but I think they can be coached to become an well, A-level player. A lot of what I do is in terms of we do qualify candidates mm -hmm. based on their skill set, but we're much more keen and focused in on finding people who will fit in with an organization's culture because right. you can train those things up. So yes, this is a B candidate who has the skill set of a B candidate, but he's actually or she's actually got the personality that's going to fit within your organization and grow and develop and become that that mm -hmm. superstar you really want within your organization. I like that. Why did you get into recruitment in the first place? Well, like most people, we fall into it. It's not a job <laughs> you come out of high school dreaming right. of becoming. And I do have a relatively eclectic career background, starting off with time in the Western Hockey League for seven plus years, and then moved on to working at Spruce Meadows for a year. So mm -hmm. you've got that sports marketing background. So you were marketing for... The, the hockey league as well? I was doing marketing. I was doing PR. I was doing creating publications. I was part of doing hockey operations, statistics. Okay. It was a wide range of uh, activities and roles that I had within the Western Hockey League. And then I made a decision after, you know, looking for work for a couple of years to go back to school and work on becoming an accountant mm. and went into diversified staffing and basically said, this is what I want to do. I want to become a controller of a company in, you know, 10 years. I'm starting an accounting career and mm -hmm. I was looking for you guys to give me some assistance with that kind of start. And they looked at me and said, basically, they thought I had a personality better suited for business development. And would I be willing to do that? So I kind of fell into recruiting. Yeah. But in terms of why I do what I do now with real recruitment, it's just become a joy to give people a job. Mm -hmm. uh, there's nothing more exciting than having to make that phone call and say to somebody, guess what? You get to start working on Monday. Are your primary clientele the companies who are looking for employees or employees who are looking for a company to work for? It's the employers. If you have to pay 
And this is some advice to any of your listeners. If you yeah. have to pay for someone to help you find a job, mm-hmm. it's probably more than anything a scam. Recruiters in the city were through recruiting agencies never charge their candidates. Okay. We always charge the, uh, the, the companies mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. our services. That moment that's so great to be able to tell someone, hey, you start work on, on Monday. Are these people that have been like out of work for a long time, short time, like very thankful for this? Or I, I, that's where I'm assuming it must run. It runs the yeah. full gamut, right? Mm-hmm. You have people who are currently working now. So it's, you know, they're excited for the new opportunity. Right. You have people who, you know, have been looking for work for a couple of weeks and, you know, you found them the right opportunity. I've placed a a lady at a a law firm Mm -hmm. who had been looking for work for about two years and she was crying on the phone when I told her the news because she was finally so excited to have finally landed something after looking for work for a couple years. So Mm -hmm. when you started down that path of being like, you know what, this is where I thought I was going. I was going to become an accountant and you're kind of pivoting. I guess, was there that voice in your head that was like, is this really the right way to go? (laughs) Have I made the right decision? Or were you kind of pretty confident once you started down that road? I was pretty confident when I was made that decision, go down that road. I came to the same realization that I think the the diversified staffing had come to at Mm -hmm. that particular moment in time that, you know, I had a personality better suited to be interacting with, with people and being able to actually sell. And when I talk about selling, I, I look at it from the point of view is that I'm looking to learn about a company's organization and sell them solutions that they will work for them. And if I'm not the solution that will work for them, I have no problem telling them I'm not the solution for them and providing them guidance. And that's where, you know, something like the organization you and I are a part of, BNI, mm-hmm. gives us the latitude and the ability to actually recommend people who can help them if you're not the one that is able to do so. Right. Which is a nice feeling to be able to rely on those people. Can you reveal your process at all or even like a a little bit of it? Because, you know, a company comes to you, we're looking for, you know, this X, Y, and Z candidate. Are you going straight to like a bank of resumes that you have on file? Or is it more like, no, I have to do some deep research and find someone that's going to meet these needs? When I get the opportunity to work on a particular recruit, the first step is always to have a sit down conversation Mm. with the company who is hiring so I can understand exactly who they're looking for beyond that what is on the job description. Specifically, I like I said before, we're very focused on what your company culture is like and what kind of individual fits into it. Uh, We spoke about the hockey background. You know, you look at a championship winning team, you don't have 23 people on that roster who are all top 10 scorers. Mathematically, that doesn't even work that way. (laughs) Each one of those persons has a specific role on the team. And for the team to be completely successful, they actually have to fill that role to their maximum ability. And I don't see it being a whole lot different when we're talking about your company's organization. So you may not be looking for the 50 goal Mm -hmm. score to come in and be your your admin person, right? Right. So it's a matter of understanding what kind of role they're looking for, what kind of person they're looking to fill that role. Once I have that understanding, we come back, we create a, a job ad and do the reactive recruiting. And depending on the results we have, that will give us an indication of whether or not we need to do proactive recruiting or the headhunting. <laughs> right. Once we've gotten resumes collected, Mm-hmm. And we've audited it down. Let's say we receive 100 resume, we get it down to a comfortable 10 or so, and then we interview those candidates, and then we pick hopefully three to five of those that we, we feel will be a fit for the company, right. and we send them in for them to review. Hopefully they interview, 
Hopefully they <laughs> yeah, pick then, one or two of them and hopefully they hire. Yeah, that's that's on them then at that point. So this is just something that just popped into my head when you're when you're going through that. Is this even in your purview of, you know, interviewing the company just to see what their company culture is like and coming to the conclusions like, actually, we can go through this process of finding someone for you. But it's actually maybe we should fix your culture first and then look yes. for an, a candidate. We haven't gone through that process yet. I've mm had a number of uh, prospects that I would have would indicate that that was their bigger issue, not necessarily mm-hmm. hiring people. You know, one of the biggest red flags for a company that has, you know, typically a poor culture is one where you're constantly recruiting for the same role over and right. over again. You can't seem to hold on to people. And that would be a flag. I am currently working with a couple of ladies. We have a quote unquote organization called mm-hmm. CultureVox that when we come across opportunities where culture is the bigger issue than just hiring for a specific role, mm-hmm. I would bring in these two ladies to help me work with the clients to improve their culture. Right. Part of that will be obviously recruiting and doing the proper kind of recruiting. But then there's also leadership development within the organization. More often than not, we're looking at trying to clean up some of their HR processes in the broadest of terms when we say HR processes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever placed a person into a, in a company and then like a couple of years later, place them into a different company? Has that ever come across yet? One came close. Mm. I placed this one individual into one company. She was with them for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to just last month, uh, she came back up on my radar again and I put her forth for an interview for a second company. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, she didn't wasn't a fit for them at that particular right. time. But yeah, we have the occasional reoccurring personnel. Do you feel that there's any like misconceptions as far as what recruiting does? Well, that's a long list. Um, (laughs) The biggest misconception for recruiters is that the general public thinks we find them jobs Mm. when typically what we really do is we find people for jobs. Mm. We have the jobs first. We find the people who will fit those positions. So, you know, when I'm talking to candidates who are looking for work, you know, I basically say you've got to have a conversation or two with some recruiters, but really don't put all your eggs into their basket when you're looking for work. You want to have a very broad scope of how you're looking for work that would include not only applying online through Mm -hmm. resumes with your resume, but you actually have to get out and have conversations and be networking with individuals. Because if you're just sitting at home sending out 100 resumes a day, it's going to take you a long time to get Mm -hmm. a job because... I can tell you right now, we as a recruiter, we look for any reason not to call you. Yeah. You know, it is so interesting, whether you know, business or even personal, of you do have to be a little bit proactive, which is like, yeah, you're going to these things. And, and nowadays, so many of these networking opportunities are happening online anyways. So right. you, pers- you physically don't even have to leave your house. How long uh, that goes for people of being like, oh, I met this person and then they thought of me a couple of months later just because I was in the room. I was there. Yep. Uh, to help them out. When you're looking forward in like 2022, do you see any trends or anything that you think are going to improve, (laughs) not improve? Depending on the industry we're talking about, there's going to be more shortages of staff. IT being one of them, there's a huge shortage of the, you know, properly skilled IT people specifically Mm -hmm. in, in Calgary here, but there's shortages all over the place. I would imagine the medical industry is going to go through a huge upheaval of turnover of staff, especially those who have gotten tired of dealing with COVID specifically, and they've decided to move on. We'll see what oil and gas does here in Calgary. At the end of the day, without getting too political, we need to find a way to get the oil out of the province before we can worry about bringing it out of the ground. <laughs> right. And then logistics. 
with mm-hmm. all the supply chain and the difficulties that are happening in, in Vancouver and BC specifically, it's going to be an interesting, at least early part of 22 when, when yeah. we do catch up. As a completely side tangent here, I ordered a book online and it is currently sitting on a tanker off the shore of <laughs> Vancouver because there's no way to actually get the book to me right now. Yeah. So something that should have been like a, a few days has turned into a month or so. <laughs> so a colleague of yours and mine was yeah. in a, involved in a car accident and mm-hmm. they lost their car. It was mm-hmm. a write-off. Right. And they can't get a replacement car until March. Right. <laughs> Probably on the same tanker that your book Probably. is on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess as just kind of a wrap up here then, whether it's recruiting or not, let's say that there is anyone listening out there that is going to start their own business or graduating university or high school and thinking that that's the road they want to go down. Is there any advice you normally give to people who are wanting to be self-employed? Do your research, have some conversations. The big thing is entrepreneurism is a very fun quote unquote career, but you have to go into it being good at what you do. But more importantly, you have to be good at business. Mm. And I think if you look at those who are truly successful, they understand the business side almost more than they understand what they are good at. It is one of the biggest lessons that we all have to go through is you're going to get kicked. You're (laughs) going to get pushed down. And those who keep going and find ways to keep pushing forward are the ones that are truly successful. And I know when I launched Real Recruitment back in 2014, my first goal was to survive five years. Mm. We were able to do that. Now my goal is to survive 10 years. You just look at those benchmarks and work towards them. Cool. Well, thanks, Lloyd, for uh, giving me some advice. No problem. Thanks, Kyle. (laughs) Been great. Thank you so much for listening. All the links to follow up with Lloyd are in the show notes. Until we speak again, have a great day. Oh,